Hi, everyone. I'm Tish Conlon for another episode of Tish Talk. Today, I have a remarkable guest. He's done an enormous amount of good for um, what I would call the freedom community and for people who are understanding that freedom in Canada uh, is not what it used to be. Uh, Travis McDonald is a professional engineer, and he's got a passion for building, for community building and entrepreneurship. He's the founder of Evergreen Steam Academy, Elevate Community, and Elevate Local. And we'll get into that, uh, what it means, and um, he might even show uh, you around uh, for those who are following us on on video on the video and and how you can get involved, which is amazing. He's really focusing on his Elevate Local. Um, and, um, you know, this is a community building in areas of education, which are desperately needed health and wellness, food and farming, business and business networking and social events and preparedness. And so lots of fun. I was just at an event he held recently. It was fantastic. Um, Elevate Local is actually a goods and services platform for those who have a small or medium sized business, even a large business with ethics and integrity doing work in Canada. Um, you could get involved with uh, getting your goods out there uh, to increase your revenue, which will be amazing as a lot of people are struggling uh, financially. And it's a, it's a way of getting your um, Canadian business notice. So welcome, Travis. How are you today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you for having me here, Tish. It's wonderful to be here. Wonderful. My pleasure. Well, let's, uh, you know, such an interesting uh, person. I've gotten to know you a little bit over the years. And I always love to talk to fellow entrepreneurs about what what inspired them um, in initiatives. And you've you've been involved in a number of things since I've known you in the last years. A lot of it's volunteer, your own time, endless hours. So thank you for that so much. What has inspired you to do all of this for our communities? Well, if we uh, if we go back to about three years ago, uh, I was living in what I considered more of a normal world, just trying to figure out how to fit in. Where do I fit in? What do I have to do? Um, but then our world kind of got flipped upside down, you could say. And with that, I, I took a look at everything and I said, you know, this isn't exactly the way I want the world to be. Um, and, and I looked at it and instead of just thinking to myself that this isn't the way I want the world to be, I actually thought to myself, well, I better start doing something to change it because it doesn't look like many people are. And if I don't believe that this world is the way I want it to be, then I better put in some significant effort to try and change it, which is what's been happening over the last few years. And moreover than that, I had a son at that time. Things were getting pretty bad. That was about two years ago. Uh, people were under a lot of significant stress. And, and, I, and I used to always want my son to be somewhat of a leader or at least have the skills. And I thought, well, if I actually want him to be, then what's, what's a better way to set an example than to lead when you actually see it necessary? And I don't know that I'm actually a leader. Um, you know, I guess naturally I may be, but I would say the time has made me into what, I, what I've become, uh, someone who's here to help people and and to try and build communities and to try and make us strong and for many different reasons. Amazing. And, and I mean, you've, you obviously <laughs> with your background in engineering, um, you built all these 
incredibly complex and I mean, seem like very time consuming platforms. Um, can you talk about how you got involved with the different initiatives from, you know, what you're doing now with Elevate and some of the other work and what was your intention? What is still your intention with some of these groups? Um, okay. Yeah. So, so it started a while back and I'll actually, I'll actually talk about when it started a while back. I went and, and did a few speeches in a couple different places. Um, and then what, what had happened was I said, you know what, people need help right now. And the first thing I did was I created a, a local community group with a few others and we had started to gather people around 40, then 60, then 80, then, you know, then 200. And then politicians were showing up to present at these meetings and we had gathered people around. And the main, one of the main purposes why we gathered people around was to give them somewhere socially that that they'd be accepted and to have a place to gather and meet, uh, to deal with whatever problems they had, or just to be around people. But with that, I also created a, basically um, a structure which was missing in a lot of community groups because a lot of them had started up around then. And the structure went like this. It was, you know, we have to get together and we have to concentrate on making solutions where we think the problems are. And we've identified that the problems are in education and there's healthcare issues and, you know, people weren't allowed to talk to each other before. So we need to get people together and get them socializing so they have some social connections. Businesses were shut down. So we would want to talk about businesses and let them come, come and tell us about their businesses so we could support them. And then there's other things like preparedness. And, um, and then there, there's another uh, key sector and there's spirituality. And so what, what I did was in our meeting created a structure around bringing those topics to people and then having them present. But even more important than that, than helping the local community, um, which ended up being quite a large community, uh, more important than, than helping them was also the idea that we all needed to be connected from the different communities and from the different groups. And about two years ago, I started working really hard at meeting all the people in the different cities who are running community groups like are being run in Halton. And then connecting them together with the idea that we can share information and we can work together. Mm -hmm. And over this time, yeah. I've been I've been looking for people who are in the healthcare sector, in the education sector, uh, in the food and farming sector, in the um, business sector, in the preparedness or social sectors, and connecting them on themes um, so that we could take the solutions that they have and say the solutions are just in one city. Now that we're connected with all the community members, uh, we could then take that solution and bring it to all the community members and see if they could bring it to their own cities to help make them stronger. Can you talk about any examples of some of the ideas that have come up? Um, you know, uh, for example, I know, um, you know, a while ago I spoke with someone in a farming um, related, um, you know, area and, and they weren't farmers before, new, new to sort of off-grid living. 
Um, and this person had got a cow and uh, there was all sorts of issues with the cow. I forget what that term is, mastocyta, you might know, you know, uh, with the udders and infection, but they had found a new technology through Israel. Let's just like you and me, you know, talk about how much we've been learning. So they were able to bring this technology and help the cow uh, recover. And then all of a sudden they want to spread that to other farming communities because it's working. So you don't need all these heavy antibiotics or to put the cow down. So yeah. all these ways of, you know, that's just a small idea of helping other farming communities. I don't know. Is there anything you could talk about for the audience that might be of just, you know, just general interest as, an, as a bubbling idea that could be spread across Canada to help any one of those areas? Well, absolutely. And that actually gets into Elevate, which I'll, I'll talk a little bit later, uh, talk about later. But one of the one key thing is, is, you know, well, I've been helped found the school with three others. And that's very important because we now have the formula for how do we create a school and then what's required and how do we roll that out? So now we have that formula and we can bring that to other communities. So we've been letting other communities know that we know how to build these schools. But also with that, because uh, we're connected with education leaders such as Refound Ed or Agora Prep or other people who've made schools, as we go around from city to city, we can have those uh, school creators and school and education providers present to the communities and they can be free of will to uh, to to adopt and then to roll out these plans in education and healthcare sectors and these other sectors that we're talking about. So there's a lot that we could talk about. And I think just from all of us being connected and just sharing ideas, the, the amount of um, connections and the amount of ideas, I couldn't even count them how, how much of a difference uh, That's uh, has been made from all of us. That's fantastic. I know I interviewed um, Alan Bruff. He's the executive director, wonderful man of Canada Health Alliance. And I'd love to connect him to the frontline nurses because his, um, you know, in some of these groups, they're big groups, but they that sometimes they're, you know, it's just like connecting them so they can dialogue because his idea of ha is having community hubs sort of informal because a lot of people, you know, you don't have a formal license to practice as a doctor or to prescribe, but these informal hubs, and I've built one myself for helping overflow and chronic conditions with, you know, some of the tools I have. And it's something that the frontline nurses have also talked about. So, I mean, I see this such a benefit from your groups is connecting not just individuals, but also groups who have similar ideas. So there's yeah. just more people working on these, these initiatives, as we know, healthcare is, you know, is not only completely broken, but it's, you know, devoid of ethics, um, largely right now. It's, uh, you know, when you look at the information <clears throat> on how uh, the doctors were incentivized to produce, to push a toxic shot that they didn't even read the clinical trials when people like us who aren't doctors read them and they're like, oh no. And then the data on the, the ventilators and the remdesivir and all these other incredibly harmful drugs. And it's just that they don't bother. Um, so, you know, we know the, that that particular sector, which I take a great passion in is completely broken. And that's a huge benefit I see from your, um, you know, from your groups is connecting these like-minded leaders and people with expertise who are displaced now because they don't want to be involved in something so, um, so harmful to our people, to, to uh, our, our, our country. So it's a, it's a wonderful initiative. 
Yeah, and, and, and we can talk about that even more. So one of the things we do want to do is help connect groups together, like you're talking about. And in fact, uh, one of the people Alan works with is Dr. Jennifer Hibbert. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer was at the um, the meeting that we had the other day for the Ontario Leadership Group, which was an Elevate meeting to bring all of Ontario together for the different communities. And she was also there in the presence of Sarah from the Canadian Frontline Nurses. Mm-hmm. That was a great opportunity for them to connect. Yes. And um, we would love to help facilitate that. Well, that is, uh, actually, I had a good conversation with her as well, and she um, she bought one of my books there. So it was great that she's reading my stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you know, my, it's funny because my background, even though I'm wearing all these hats now and, you know, I'm this holistic person, I always have been, I, I passionate about that is that my core skill, which I realize has come in handy here, like you is I've been a corporate recruiter my whole life. So it's natural for me. I, when I had my Christmas party connecting different groups, the Woodville group, the sharing group, Group. And now all of these groups in my area, I've got connected. Um, so I think you should, yeah, well, you'll have to hire me informally as the recruiter. So getting every, getting all these other groups connected, I can't help myself. So absolutely, it, uh, it works so well. Um, did you want to talk about, uh, you know, I think one of the things we both agree on is the importance of community. The, mm-hmm unbelievable what we've seen um you know the 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 abuse of our government um and the the inhuman anti-life you know anti-human basically treatment of people has resulted with all these harsh lockdowns prison term all of these horrific mandates um and some of the saddest uh you know i think the saddest uh times in our history um certainly shameful behavior uh, from our government and divisive you know just like a war strategy but the urgent need was there to reconnect a displaced people who had lost friends family often relationships just uh you know they're on the opposite side of the fences so can you comment on some of your uh some of what you've observed when people were able to gather with like-minded, what that meant to them, how it heartened them in a really dark time, extremely dark. Yeah. And it was really important that that conduit was made. And if, and I always say to myself, if nothing else was successful, the fact that we got people together so that they could help each other and be there for one another during such a try, trying time, that's enough success in itself. Absolutely. Uh, and I truly believe that for the people that got people together, um, that t- those times were so hard, the isolation, the criticisms, uh, certain people were criticized heavily. Um, you know, they had never been victims of discrimination before. They now fully understand what discrimination is about. And their families had disowned them. A lot of people, friends had disowned them. And it was a complete shift. So the, you know, I truly believe that in one way or another, the people who ran the groups probably helped save a few lives. Uh, And then also, you know, provided a way out of depression for a lot of people, a way of community building, gave people a lot of hope that there was other people that were there for them. 
that we're going to judge them or not, whether whether they were taking vaccines or not. I guess or, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word on this. Yeah, show, yeah, yeah. I'm not on YouTube. But, so. <laughs> you know, so in the communities that I saw and I was involved in, it was whether you take it or not, it doesn't matter. Everybody's welcome, right? Yes. Um, and and then that was the same with political views. It didn't matter what your political views were. Everybody's welcome. But what I can guarantee is that um, there were a lot of people, and, and I don't think there were many people who actually wanted what happened to happen. And there were a lot of people who needed help and communities helped provide that help to them. Yeah, absolutely. And where do you see things going as we're now a few years into this war, you know, and, and it is global, particularly Western countries. And, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people on my podcast, which is for me, it's just a real honor because I get a, you know, one on one with, you know, great thinkers like yourself and seeing, uh, listening to what they have to say. But a lot of people agree that Canada is one of the worst places in the entire world, if not the worst for the uh, level of indoctrination. And mm -hmm. those of us who are, I guess, loosely calling it awake or aware or who see things, see the factual truth behind the agendas, we can see the level of indoctrination. And it's been a, a hard battle to plant the seeds to get people to understand and maybe wake up. Um, and maybe, you know, it's been harder for me personally, harder than I thought and longer than I thought, but I'm, you know, I've settled into it for the duration. What are your thoughts on, you know, how hard it's been to really get um, people to understand what's uh, truly going on and the harm that is being perpetrated on people here in Canada? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting uh, question. I mean, the question is, do we do any of us actually fully understand what's going on? Um, but from my perspective, I could say uh, that there has been a significant struggle for dealing with people and talking with people, especially while the pressure was on to understand exactly what's going on and to understand um, when we talk about indoctrination, I think it's a little bit of a touchy subject for me to 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 talk about this right now. But with with indoctrination, I I am I am worried about it. Um, people have been raised, but more than that, there was uh, extreme messages from the media, uh, extreme messages that were put out socially, social controls on people, meaning meaning it's a it's psychology basically you have to adhere to what society is doing or else you're an outcast you yeah, have to yeah. go along it's called group think right and uh, and so it comes in many many different forms and then there is the idea of a lack of scientific education uh to fully understand and evaluate the idea so with that i would say there there is a level of indoctrination along with a level of not being able to understand what the problems actually were, not being willing to look into them, um, which, again, just not being able to look into it or willing to shows the level of indoctrination, just trusting yes. what you're being told. Um, mm -hmm. We're all critical thinkers, and, and we should all take the time to think for ourselves. Yes, I know. I uh, I haven't read um, the book by Matthias Damas, The Mass Formation, um book but i you know i've 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 heard it's really good so it's on my list uh you know how how totalitarian regimes rise 
Um, but we are seeing cracks. I mean, when you get Tucker Carlson, the most watched anchor on Fox, boldly saying on his last episode that, you know, it's awful that uh, that their channel is being sponsored by Big Pharma. And because of that, they're hiding the data on the true harm of the shots. So and that was not surprising his last episode. But I think he'll land on his feet. But I mean, these these bigger cracks um, are starting to show, which is good, because when you have a lot of people who don't understand the media as a propaganda arm and now even you know Elon Musk has labeled it government funded on Twitter um and that was actually quite he's quite funny because uh there was a complaint that it was like it's it's not 70 percent government funded so he changed it to 69 percent I mean <laughs> I thought that That's was hilarious. funny yeah, it's, you, funny. Know, you have to keep your sense of humor it's uh you know it's yeah. a great way to survive but you know we are seeing cracks in Canada for those people who are um um, you know, really concerned. And, you know, we go out weekly and more and more people are questioning now with this whole 15 minute smart city um, agenda, this whole digital control grid. I don't know where you live, but I don't know if you've seen new cameras going up. I have in even here in Durham where I'm located. Um, I saw one the other day. I'm like, that just came up. It wasn't there before. So they are uh, they are taking action with this. And I think it's it's our next big fight for it's uh, really, really relevant and part of the whole agenda 2030. Um, so I, you know, I speak on that regularly. But what are your thoughts on that? Because not only are they selling it, as a, as a, oh, you know, it's going to be better for community, right? This is a whole podcast on community. This is the dark side. It's uh, it's like a prison. They're, they're suggesting, no, you can't leave that. You'll be taxed, you know, fine, probably initially. And then like in Oxford, um, UK, I don't know if you saw the video, they actually put up barriers. Uh, and they were, you know, they try out different things in different cities. So in that city, they put up barriers and happily, uh, people totally stepped into their sovereignty and knocked them down, but it's quite a battle, you know. So what are your thoughts on them trying to limit community um, and if uh, how far they'll get with it? Because um, it's well, going everywhere rapidly. Rapidly. Yeah. Um, so 15-minute cities are, are an interesting topic. And I, I just will talk about it in two ways. Is One is they're they're in the big cities. And I don't you know you said that they're mentioning that they're creating a better community i don't know anybody who actually lives in the city who feels like they're in a community in fact most people drive around angry at each other all the time and they they're frustrated and they actually don't know their neighbors mm -hmm. uh the funny thing about a city is you know there generally isn't communities there people don't know each other even when they live on the same block um but there is a lot of people there so you can you can know each other are they good um i don't want to live in them I don't want to be near them. And if that means I have to be out in a rural town, then that's where I'm going to be. But what I can tell you is, is that communities, if we actually create our own real communities and we create our own structures, um, that's what's going to be important to us because we're not going to need those other structures that are created by them. Um, maybe structures that are good. Maybe they're not good. Um, and and even and if they're not good, I might not say it because we're on a podcast and I don't want to be targeted. But um, may, may, maybe uh, maybe they're not good. But what I can tell you is, we can offer ourselves everything we want if we stick together. And what does that mean? That means we get together in communities. We each take responsibility for our own lives. 
we also take some responsibility for each other and we start working together on some common themes that that are required for us to support each other we build out business networks we we help each other with healthcare. we help each other learn how to be resilient and sustainable um and if we're together uh within reason and it doesn't mean we have to be too close but all we need is a little bit of each other and in a community and we can provide each other with whatever we need and we don't need anything from anyone else so i erased two uh two questions that people might be thinking is you know what is a community i mean one of the concepts of community that you've been talking about is like-minded people coming together we don't even live in the same cities so we come wherever you you know wherever we happen to have event last week it was in sharon and we feel a sense of community kinship um in our common common values and goals and then there's the physical community where a lot of people live and some people live in a community if it's a city a real city like toronto where they don't even know their neighbors then there's the smaller communities like i live in a small town where i've always loved my you know gotten to know my neighbors and lots of people um but one question people have for the the, the off-grid community so you now you're talking about like-minded who are uh coming together but then we're also leaving the cities maybe even leaving the downs and forming an off-grid community where you're actually living together in community and one of the questions I get all the time is isn't that like aren't you a sitting duck aren't you a like risk they're like oh there they are all you know we know them now so isn't it is it better to just stay in your uh stay kind of disguised although I'm totally out there so <laughs> everybody knows me now um but you know what's what's the downside of you know living off grid for example or all moving to you know the off grid community or a shared community lifestyle is there a downside or do you see all an upside oh no obviously there's a there's some sort of downside and i think most of it's on the social level so first of all you you know when you're moving to an off grid community you're trusting people mm -hmm. uh, who you're with and that's a that's a big decision because you're leaving what you know as secure and safe for the most part and you're going into another place it's like moving to another country you don't actually know what you're getting into and so do the systems function well what makes it a good off-grid community is there food production can you trust the people that are there and and it's such a big deal and then and then there's also the social aspect am i going to get along with everybody yes and even though people call themselves like-minded it doesn't mean that you know, all your morals and values line up where everybody's very different in all walks of life. Everybody is worried about themselves and how they feel and how they think. And we all have different views. So you have all these very complicated things. Um, but is it worth it? It's definitely interesting. And um, for some people, uh, yeah, for some yeah. people, I do like being, you know, close to somewhere to buy my groceries, though. Me too. No, I'm staying. I'm staying. <laughs> I can walk to as long as I can walk to the farmer's market and the grocery store. Um, although the grocery store is becoming less and less appealing with this new thing. Have you heard about appeal? It's this like horrific spray, toxic spray that they're uh, putting patented under our savior, Bill Gates, um, spraying on vegetables, even organic, apparently. So it's, you know, more and more you want to be close to farmers um, or grow your own. But, you know, community um, is, is a really powerful word. And I think the whole concept of community, commune, you know, it's like you can learn to be a community with yourself, right? Or one person. It doesn't have to be big, but 
just having this uh, feeling of common common values and getting along and then building it out. And, you know, it, it gets into a lot of um, more moral questions because when you're doing good for yourself, not just like hedonistically, you know, self-indulgent, which is what we've all been doing and gotten into these troubles. But when you're doing good for yourself and others, kind of like stepping into what Jesus said in its most simplest terms in community, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself then we start building good societies. And so that doesn't really matter where you live or if you're off grid or if you're in a big city or you're in a small town, as long as we, we build that outwards that we're all doing right by each other in its simplest form. Um, you know, what do you think about the future of community um, and where we're heading, where we're heading as a country and maybe even um, as a species, as humanity as a whole? where we're going globally well it's interesting that's really interesting you're asking me some very interesting questions um <laughs> I, so so i have been I, an interviewer my whole life it's in me i just naturally <laughs> i personally see two things happening i see that these the 15 minute cities are going to come and there's going to be more control uh put onto the population and and i do believe that's going to happen and um, and so because of that, what I what I see is other types of communities. So there's going to be two. There's going to be the urban communities. And then there's going to be the communities that leave the urban areas and they form and, and they will be forming out of necessity. So so long as the current unnatural system keeps developing, a system not based on nature, um, where it's a top-down system where people force things on us, other communities are going to develop and they're going to become self-sustainable. They're going to become distributed. They're going to be decentralized. And just like always throughout history, they won't be able to control the development of those communities because they'll, they'll, there'll be too many of them, mm -hmm. just like they won't be able to control the individuals. Exactly. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And like in physics, whenever, you know, when you have pressure one direction, you generally have equal pressure causes this equal and opposite pressure. So as, as I think, as the more and more control, digital control arises, we will start remembering more and more as human beings, what it means to be human even, and how important community is to being human, because it's, yeah. <laughs> we forgot that with our cell phones and our surfing and our two minute sound bites and our, did I get enough likes on Facebook? That's not community. And I think the lesson on handing over your your own sense of community to a digital platform or some sort of digital control grid which is where it's going or digital yeah. id is going to be pushed back more and more um, as people realize oh my god you know i'm losing what it sent it even beyond community what it is to be a human being so we're going to go back and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the next couple of years Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. People are losing touch with themselves and they're losing the, the understanding of what it truly means to be involved in a community or in a group to, mm -hmm. to function and just be part of this thing where everybody connects together. And it's a very wonderful thing and people are losing it, um, but it won't be lost forever. I, I agree with you, too. It won't be lost forever. Um, we'll have to find it again. Can you comment on something else that has been lost and so important for communities is a sense of stepping out of self, 
right? We've all been trained to live so selfishly, get the maximum amount of money, screw the other guy. It's all a rat race, you know, competition, competition. It's a scarcity world. Screw the little guy. And, you know, learning that has been is wrong. We've gone in the wrong direction. Instead, what these communities that uh, you're establishing and other people are bringing back a sense of service, you know, service to others, helping others grow, stepping out of your selfishness and your ego, and actually just being a part of something, helping uh, contribute to the greater good. Can you comment on that and how it makes you feel um, as an individual to, to be of service? Yeah, I, I personally um, went into what I was doing as an act of service. And it was an act of, of service to help people. And so that was very rewarding when you realize that you're actually helping and making a difference. It takes a tremendous amount of effort. Um, and I think the reality is, though, is that, you know, to there needs to be a deficit or there needs to be a requirement for that to be done for someone to step to step into it. So once somebody steps into that area of of helping with that deficit or being of service to others, one thing and this this may be a little off from what we're talking about, but one thing may be that it actually limits other people from stepping in and being a service to others because you have someone who's filling that role now. And what I would say is when I was stepping in and being a service to others, one of the things that made me very successful and why other people came to me and asked me what I was doing was because me being of service to others was also a way of having others be of service to others, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah. I, yeah, and, and I would bring myself to others and not try and be the most important person. I would bring myself to others saying, well, who can we bring around to help each other out? So I would try and help organize the organizers to get them yes. uh, trying to serve others. And so when something like that happened and when the right amount of time is put in, what you see is a, a whole bunch of uh, uh, development, a whole bunch of helping, a whole bunch of of uh, of great things but i would mention that it's really important to also take care of yourself so we can't forever be in service to others and tish you and i were talking about this just before this started that both of us have been in service to others for i don't know uh, two or three years and and while it's nice and we can do it part-time <laughs> it's not necessarily practical for your whole life for obvious reasons because yes. you have to have to pay your bills so Absolutely. I know. And, you know, some people are really struggling now. So, it, you know, you feel like, okay, here's, a, here's something I could do to contribute over and over. But yeah, you, you bring up a good point about the balance um, as well. Like, I mean, part of living uh, holistically and whole is looking after yourself and doing what you can for others. But it's just like the, the analogy of being in an airplane and, you know, they're like, oh, there's a, you know, turbulence or some issue. You have to put your own mask, you know, air mask on first, if it's, you know, before you help someone else. So yeah, look after yourself first. And uh, when you're, you know, when you're healthy and you're mentally right, and you, you do your work to look at your own um, ego sometimes and check it. And also let people grow. So you don't, you know, give them the opportunity 
opportunity, it can really be beautiful when you can help someone either contribute more because not everyone is uh, used to stepping up. There's issues of self-confidence and courage and they're afraid of things. All these things come up. We're all, you know, it's not just the COVID programming. And I talk about this in my book, The Thrive Protocol, is we all have these self-limited beliefs um, and a lot of people aren't aware of them. But they they affect the way we interact with others, you know, like, for example, if you grew up and your parents were really hard on you, that's something that might have happened more with us uh, when we were growing up, because, you know, in more modern times, every kid was told they're amazing, even if they failed. Right. So it's almost the opposite program problem. The sense of self is inflated. Whereas when you had a, a parents who meaning well, but didn't give enough encouragement, there's that sense of low self-esteem. They're afraid to take on initiatives. And that's where we can all be good coaches is, is see the potential in everyone, see the areas where they might, um, you know, they might benefit from encouragement and help everyone grow to their maximum potential. Not everyone wants to be a leader per se. They don't want to stand up in front of a group, but everyone wants to contribute. Everyone I've ever met wants to contribute, wants to be helpful and useful and be part of something bigger, have a purpose and meaning and be appreciated. I mean, these are all our human needs. How that looks, it's, it's not the same for everyone though. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, do you want to show your screen, maybe show your if you what you're what you're doing. So people who are watching a video can check it out because it's um, pretty for sure. impressive. Yeah. Absolutely. So let me just uh, give a little talk then just before I open that up about some of the things that I've done. So by creating these communities, some wonderful things have happened. Um, one amazing thing that happened was a school got created in our community that was good for about a hundred children. Wow. And it was quite an amazing thing that happened there. Um, also I was involved in releasing, creating and releasing, uh, Canada rise with three other people, four other people throughout the different, the, the, uh, the different cities across Canada and that tied together and helped people. Uh, during some of the hardest times across Ontario and parts of Canada as well. Excellent. And then from there, um, what I found was that although we had a digital realm where people were connecting, what we really needed to do was start building solutions. And that's what Elevate Community is about. It's about bringing a community building platform to communities and helping provide them with some social solutions and some some. Uh, some some other fun solutions like preparedness it's about bringing those medical solutions right to your community so you can decide if you want them it's about bringing those education solutions that are developed here to, to everybody's community in ontario and canada together so that you have access to those solutions and you don't have to try and develop it yourself and you can just rapidly deploy these solutions wow, we want to create a food and farming network and we don't want it to be our own. We want it to be other people's, but we want to be able to help facilitate that and connect them together and help them reach the population and the people so that they can get food and farming straight from farmers to help farmers make uh, make more profit, reduce costs for the, the consumer, and also to create a healthier food food supply chain for everybody so that they can eat healthier. Oh, Elevate yeah. No, oh, I love sorry, that. I was just going to say on that point, um, one of the areas I, I'm really hopeful will 
you'll be able to or we get off the ground is getting consortiums so if enough people um, can buy directly from a farmer um, then everybody wins because the grocery stores are taking huge markups on food I mean it's it's gross with people struggling so much so and the farmers not benefiting some people don't realize they're not getting more money for their eggs when the price of eggs is going up and they have to pay more for the feed so it's really I think urgently needed to keep our farmers in business farmers in my opinion are are far more important than doctors at keeping us healthy and so we've got to support our farmers and I really I'd really like to help you on that initiative as with my recruiting skills because it's I think it's something uh that like one small thing that would be so helpful for our groups well that sounds great I love that and definitely let's connect after and, mm -hmm. and then figure out how that works um and if I sum up Elevate Community, and I'll bring up the website and, and show you a little more, but one of the, you know, there's three major topics is community building, including building a business network to support us. So all the businesses are connected together and they can support each other. And also we'll know who to buy our products and services from. And that's very important. So we want our money to go to the right places or else we're funding people who don't have the same beliefs or values as us. So we want to fund people who have our beliefs and values. We want to help with business incubation. When we find these solutions that we need to roll out, we want to help roll it out in, in your cities. And we want you to be the owners, but we want to help you. We want to help make this go quickly. And we want to help with financial services. And these will develop over time. We're fairly new, but these are the goals. It's lofty goals to help bring financial solutions to both business startups and people, individuals, because there's, there's financial hard times there now and there'll be some coming, business incubation and community development. So what I'll do now is just show my screen right now. Sure. And um, and then this is Elevate Community. It's a website where, you know, this website literally mm -hmm. is, is something where people come on and they register. We ask people to donate or to provide a monthly fee. And the way I put it is there's people who can contribute we want you to connect with us and we'll start building real world solutions with you right now we're a group of volunteers um, but we do expect to make some money to help sustain us as we go forward um, so we're looking for volunteers we're looking for businesses and we're also looking for people who maybe don't have the time to help but want to contribute to watch us bring about this uh, really nice vision to contribute by getting a monthly membership and so Thank you. And so what you'll want to do is uh, go to www.elevate. Actually, I'll bring this up on Microsoft Edge. So sorry. So this is Elevate Community. And um, yeah, and so what we're looking to do is bring change and bring the needed change. And we're looking to organize everybody um, across communities to help bring common agendas or solutions to communities, as well as help organize and build the solutions that we need. And if, and if people don't have the solutions already, we want to help figure out how to build those solutions and then in good time, if the solutions are reasonable, we want to help build those uh, as needed. And so I'll just show you a little bit more on the website. It talks about our vision. It's a collaborative vision. And 
please feel free to take a look at www.elevatecommunity.ca. Good question. Um, for people who might like be interested, can you give a like, you know, and it's early days, but can you give an idea of what they would expect if they signed up for maybe a, a an annual membership? What would sure. they what would what would they receive in anyone, you know, maybe in the first month or so? How how would that benefit them? And how would they um, you know, what would they expect for being a member of Elevate? Absolutely. So with Elevate, there's going to be quite a few benefits as we develop. So we've already started a monthly newsletter. So that's great. And we've been sending that out, highlighting some of the key developments, uh, as well as some of the key meetings that are happening around the, the province um, that people are interested in. We also um, bring on our partners so people can see who are building solutions on site and then they can contact them and work with them. We have blogs that are being written. Some of the real power that will be brought to Elevate Community will actually be through a new program that we have called Elevate Local. And I'll just call it local for, for now. Sure. What we want to do with with Elevate Community is because we have our group of like-minded individuals, we've actually created a goods and services platform. Yeah, I'm quite interested in this. This is amazing. So you could yeah. sell your product or service here. Like you could be anything from like, I know Bottle Works makes amazing bottles. Um, I had a good conversation mm -hmm. with uh, the owner and then things like, even if you're a holistic healthcare professional, you could sell your um, services potentially as well. Yes, absolutely. So there's quite a few features with Elevate Local. Um, and before I get into that, what I wanna mention is, is if, first of all, if you're a member on Elevate, community. And I, and there's two names that are very similar, so we may separate them later. But if you're a member on the community website, you're going to get discounts on this website. When we bring vendors in, we ask them to support our community members mm. by giving them discounts. Okay. If you're a member in Elevate community, you'll also get uh, discounted access to events that are happening through other people. So for instance, if somebody's holding a singles event, we want it brought through our platform. We want the people to register through our platform and they will get a discount, say $10 off or $15 off that event. Um, and there's more that will happen with Elevate uh, Community as we go that's going to give you good, uh, very good access to benefits, good access to services, uh, good access to communities so you know how to connect your communities. Um, and as you know, Tish, we just brought together maybe 50 communities, 60 communities across Ontario the other day. Yeah, it was um, an excellent event. I really enjoyed it. And, and people do, um, you know, as you say as well, we need to get together in person as well once in a while and you get to know each other. And then it really makes it more meaningful when you're on a, a digital platform or you're buying their service when you've met them once or twice. But yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so you can actually list your products and services here. And what's really neat about this is, is first of all, uh, we have our homepage. So this tells you, you know, I talked about the six main categories that we're worried about. We're highlighting farming. So we're going to start building out farming packages. Good. Um, and then you will be able to come here and buy a harvest box or sign up to a monthly or a weekly package for fresh vegetables. 
Um, and this is called what's it's also called a double sided marketplace. So we don't actually get involved in delivery and we may as time goes goes forward. Yeah, but we don't get involved in delivery. What we do is bring all our vendors on here so that we can yeah. help them grow and get stronger. And, okay. and and then what we do is we bring them on here so then they can make the sales and deliver themselves. But delivery is a function of this site, meaning when you buy Right. Of course, you're going to be given the option of delivery from your vendor. Excellent. What's under, what are you hoping for, for pets? I see that cute cat. I'm a, a cat lover, a cat owner, multiple cat owners. So you uh, <laughs> have holistic food for them because, you know, I have to say for people, once you realize what's in the cat food, you can't, and the treats, you cannot give them the temptations treat. They're just, just drenched with glyphosate. It'll wreck the cat's kidneys. So there's all sorts of holistic treats I've sourced um and things like that so i love the pet focus too hopefully that will that will be a yeah hit. yeah and, and everybody loves their pets right oh like, yeah their pets i mean if <laughs> so some so us, i mean yeah. we have to have pets in there no matter what oh some people have told me many and at times i felt this myself is that you, you i don't know if you'd, you would have made it through it with how horrible people have been in the last few years you know if you didn't have your pets who are always there unconditionally to love you so it's so important that the love of, of of an animal in this time has been it's you can't even say how meaningful it is so if you can I, save a pet uh, anyone out there because there's a lot of people who can't afford their pets now if you can take it in it's worth it you know to love to love an animal yeah. in this time well, yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to do that how about i tell you a little more about uh, elevate local Absolutely. And then I'll, I'll put this with our uh, podcast so people can uh, to look you up and hopefully can sign up. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. So Elevate Local. So there's a few things with it. You're asking about services. So you can list your products or your services. And what we call them are, there's different ways, but we call them, you know, products are pretty standard. They ship across the country. Services, generally, there's a digital service that you can get throughout the country. You can have digital products, which you can buy on the site, or you have normal services such as massage or holistic practices mm -hmm. or professional services or uh, skilled trade services. You can list those all on this site and we call them service as a product. So you would give an initial price for the service. So if somebody wanted to buy an hour uh, at a massage, you know, for a massage, then they could do it through the service. And what's not active yet, but will be soon enough, we just are doing a minimum viable product right now, but what will be active is a booking service. So for the service providers, you will also have a calendar and the ability to book through the site and it can manage your whole calendar for you if you'd like. Oh, amazing. That's fantastic, uh, Travis. Really, really wonderful. Really, yeah. I wish you all <clears throat> the best. Fantastic. What well, you see here as well, are we in a rush or... No, absolutely not. I mean, uh, keep going. Yeah. So what you see here as well is, and we just have some, oh, there's Tish. Look at that. Oh, so this wow. is me because I had a picture of you ready and I had to do some products. So I had to make some <laughs> oh products to, te to test yeah. it out. Well, wink, wink. We planned it all before. Yeah, no, no, we did it actually. Yeah, we I know. Actually I know. Telling so, you. Uh, but, but um, basically what's going to happen is we've, the site is ready to be released. Um, mm -hmm. we have fixed whatever, you know, when, during startup, there's normal startup issues. 
But what you do have is this ability to find your products and your stores by location. So uh, if you were in Toronto and there was a uh, hundred products in here, you could find them by location. You could mm -hmm. search for the category of your product and limit it down. And then you can start buying off local vendors. So it's completely community-based. And another thing about Elevate Local is some of our proceeds go back to local communities or to events that we want to help hold that will help the communities grow and become stronger. So every time a sale is made, <coughs> part of that profit goes back to communities so that we can help make them stronger. Another really nice, nice feature of Elevate Local is that it's very easy for someone to create a store. So this would be a storefront. Mm -hmm. And actually, that was probably not a good one to pick. Let me pick a different one. But you can create a storefront and have uh, products in there. Let me see if this is a good one. Bottle works. Yeah. You can create a store. And this wasn't the right bottle works. But you can have all your products in there. Mm -hmm. um, ahead of time i'll try and find one for you so if i was to have a tish talk store and i had my book and maybe uh some of my coaching services my speaking you know my thrive workshops i could just put it all under a storefront um what would happen if people bought my book like would i would they then just i just have to deliver it I, i'd get the message and i'd go to the you know go to the postal office and ship it to them is that how it would work for small small vendors who have well and that's how, how it would work so right now we have flat fee shipping and table rate shipping uh mm -hmm. involved and we also use a provider called ShipStation. so what ShipStation does is it does the label printing for you and it gets you up to 70 80 percent discounts oh, on shipping if you use ups so when you come on our site, you register with ShipStation. There's a charge per month. That's it's not very much at all. And then you you're in with a bigger group who gets major discounts on shipping. Mm -hmm. And then when the person orders, they can either pick it up from you at a local store pickup if you have a local store, mm -hmm. or if not, you could they can they can have it delivered to them. At that point, um, the shipping cost would be calculated based on a table rate. Uh, shipping fee or a flat rate shipping fee that you've negotiated with um, with the provider. Okay. And then it would get shipped out to them. So you would box it and ship it out just right. as, as you normally would. However, we also have a new system that we're bringing in. This is a, right now we're just get, getting the most basic product ready, meaning that this is going to function very well, but we're looking at upgrading right now to make sure that we provide uh okay. connections with shipping agents such as ups fedex and so shipping will be calculated automatically from the vendor okay excellent yeah. well listen yes. um yeah that that's excellent i mean i think that gives a good overview for people enough as a taste that they can um check it out and i'm definitely interested we'll have to have a conversation for if i can do product and service and you know um have showcase it to communities across Canada you got me thinking of a few different ideas so we'll we'll chat but I think there's a lot of people um who are kind of displaced a little bit um or their ethics dictate that they don't want to be involved uh with some of the cabal stores you know the black rock the big companies they want to support 
local communities. So bringing it back to communities again, selling your services to communities, whether it's local or even the national community or like-minded people, just, you know, good, good services and products. So that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Travis. I mean, I love talking to you and thank you for all you're doing. It, it sounds like an excellent initiative and I wish you all the success. I think it will be a big success. And I see more and more companies joining, um, not just for um, you know reasons of helping others and serving, but also helping their own financial, uh, doing good, you know, making uh, good money, clean money while doing good. So it's nice to help support people to, to pay for their bills and put food on the table for their families as well. So that's fantastic. Is there anything you wanted to say just to close off at the last minute or so about, you know, the importance of community and um, what in what really roots you in purpose in, in these dark days and, um, and how people can really benefit financially as well, maybe just, you know, what, what they can do to, to save guard um for dark days ahead which are coming mm, there's nothing more resilient than communities you know no matter what happens if you're in a community if you're connected with the people who are just like you you're going to be there to help each other no matter what happens whether we know it's going to happen or not ahead of time when it happens you're much better being off connected uh connected to everybody so that you can react and you have other people to support you and we're stronger together um, but I did forget what the rest of the questions were. No, that is, that's actually a beautiful way to end up. Well, <laughs> we can say the whole part about financial resilience is all connected to because we can pool resources. We, you know, when yeah. we can prepare ahead of time, you don't need so much as well. So the whole, you know, prepping, everything is better in a community. I mean, you know, um, no man is an island, I guess is the perfect way to end off for today. Um, yeah. that you cannot make it through alone. And we are built, uh, you know, God made us as uh, social creatures. So part of what keeps us resilient is being together in community, talking, expressing ourselves, sharing, learning, growing, playing, even arguing at times. I think there's a place for that too, as, a, as someone who comes from a Scottish heritage. <laughs> but that's how we grow, sharing different points of view, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Travis. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Take care. And thank you so much for having me on your show, Tish. My pleasure. Take care.